Hey everyone, welcome back to Tooth and Claw for another Animal Attack News Roundup. In this episode, we're going to be talking about some of the more interesting cases of recent animal attacks, such as the California teen who pushed that bear off of her wall, and the guy that got swallowed by the whale, and a handful of other interesting stories that we found, many through your recommendations. So, uh, thanks for the help. We hope you guys are enjoying these episodes. It's been a lot of fun for us to make them. If you want to help us out in some other ways, you can always leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, which is something that helps new people discover our show. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to it so that you get alerted whenever we post something new. Uh, if you like our show, that is. Otherwise, don't. We'll never know. And there's always Patreon, where you can find a bunch of bonus content that we've recorded exclusively for those of you who subscribe to us there, on the off chance that you want to hear even more from us. Thanks again. Alright, that's enough talking. Let's get to the show. Hello everyone. Hello. This is Tooth and Claw. Jeff, Wes, and Mike. Jeff, Wes, How are and we Mike. doing? We're doing good. So uh, I'm, I'm Wes Larson. I'm a wildlife biologist. I've mostly worked with bears yeah. for most of my career. A few other animals too. Pretty cool. Jeff, you want to introduce yourself? Jeff Larson. I was Wes's field tech with a lot of the bear work, and now I just kind of do a lot of different jobs. You're also... Uh, I'm also... My little brother. Wes's little brother. There we go. <laughs> Mike? Uh, I'm Why Mike. are you here? Good question. I've mostly worked with humans. <laughs> yeah. Up till this point. And computers. Robots. Yeah, true. Up till this point. Uh, you never know. He's working. Oh, with, I see. Kind of working. There's with no real. I thought so you were bit. calling us animals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jeff, this morning, me and Mike were texting. Okay. We were talking about the podcast a little bit. We we're talking about maybe a diving trip at some point. Okay. And then I get a text from Mike, and I'm gonna read it to you. No, come on, dude. <laughs> this is. His text says. This is not fair. <laughs> His text says mods are working. <laughs> all right mods are working so hard to stop the boner ascii and it was just out of the blue like i don't know what that means neither did i <laughs> and so for like probably five minutes i just let it marinate and i was like all right we'll see if that was for me or if it was for someone else and then he sends me a text. He's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to send that to you. <laughs> this is an unbelievable betrayal of my oh, man, trust in you. It cracks me up so well, hard. The funny thing with Mike, for like the listeners, is he does send us texts that are like way out of left field sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So like you couldn't, you're never sure if it was for you or yeah. for someone else. And it's just like, it was like mods are working so hard to stop the boner ASCII. And I was just well, like, I can tell you this much. It's, so it's not for our audience. Yeah. If it was, oh, whatever. It was like super nerdy and super weird all at once. And I was just like, I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, well, I'm not going to explain it. If you know, you know. <laughs> like, no, he has like some of the funniest texts I've ever gotten. Yeah. But it's always like, it always takes me like a minute or two to like right. really understand what he's talking about. And so that's why I was like, I don't know if this is for me and if this is something I should understand. <laughs> so I just let it sit. Oh, it, it just cracked me up. Anyway. All right, cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so this this uh, week's episode is our new tradition, which is our kind of wrap-up of all the different animal stories that happen in the news. Thanks so much to our listeners for sending did us. It, did anything even happen this month? Yeah, 
a lot happen this month. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Uh, I feel like the spring is always a really active time for animal stories. Hmm. But thanks to all our listeners for sending us stories. We do really appreciate that. It helps us with research. Um, we end up using a lot of them. So feel free to keep sending them. And uh, yeah. So we are going to go into some news stories. We're going to talk about some different attacks that happened, some different just funny animal stories that happened. And I guess I will start. I'll start. Jeff will start. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Assertive. So this 32-year-old man was driving with his mom, mm-hmm. and he was driving in Provo, Utah, Okay. and he saw a blackbird dive bomb a jogger just on like the side of a road on the running trail. Was this you? Yeah, okay, it's nice. me and mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And I just saw a jogger, and I saw a blackbird just dive at his head. Like a red wing blackbird or just a I normal I couldn't blackbird? see any red wings, Yeah. so I'm not sure. Cool. But yeah, it reminded me of the crow episode yeah. we did. So yeah, that's, so that's my story. That's the first story. Yep. Yeah. So Wes, maybe starting could, off strong. <laughs> could you answer this for me, Wes? Yeah. So a popular Beatles song written by Paul McCartney, Blackbird. Blackbird. Yeah. What bird would that have been? Do you think? Uh, it could have just been a blackbird. Is that like? like a... I bet there's like a just an English variant of like a blackbird. Okay. Uh, it could have been a starling. There's like starlings that are black. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different black birds, but there are there's like a whole group of birds that are like blackbirds, and that's their actual name. Oh. Okay. Yeah, like we have a red wing blackbird. We have, I'm sure, other kinds of blackbirds too. Uh, Yellow headed blackbird. I thought I'd ask you since you're you're a beetle maniac. Yeah, they're actually. I, I am a beetle maniac. Kind of like a Nick Cage in The Rock. Uh, someone. Yeah, he is a big beetle fan. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys? Do you guys prefer? Someone asked us this. Do you guys prefer the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Oh, Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. Beatles. I think we're all Beatles. Yeah. 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 All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a story that a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, sorry, I took you thunder oh, okay. on the it's first okay. story. Yours was great. <laughs> um, been hanging out with mom a lot. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we're friends. Yeah, yeah. You should see her sometime. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, so one story that got sent to us a lot this month. This was a story that really made the rounds in the news. A lot of people sent it to us. I'm pretty sure we posted the video on our story. But it's the girl pushing the bear off yeah. the fence. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, so pretty much what happened, if you've seen the videos, you see all these dogs and they're barking. You don't really even realize it at first, but then there's a bear on this concrete wall. And it's swatting at these dogs and they're kind of barking at it. And then like a couple of the dogs are fighting with the bear. And if you look closely, you see two little cubs too that the bear's protecting. And then all of a sudden, one of the little dogs runs up and the bear starts to like really get at it and like bite at it and swat at it. And then this girl just runs out. It looks like she's wearing like pajamas or something. Mm -hmm. And she runs out and just full on like puts her hands on this bear and pushes off the wall. It's on like a fence wall. So it doesn't have like a lot of to balance. Right. It's a pretty skinny wall that it's walking on her fence or whatever. And she pushes it off and it falls down. It's yeah. insane. So this girl's name was Haley Moranico, and she's only 17 years old. No way. Oh, yeah, because when I watched that, I was like, like oh, this is like a lady. Me too. But no, it's a 17-year-old girl. And she said that she heard the family dogs barking, and then she sees the bear. And at first she thought it was a big dog or something that they were barking at. And then she realized that it was a bear. And she saw the bear swiping at her mother's service dog. And then their three other dogs are like barking at it. And so they had a lot of dogs. And she said that she sees these dogs as children. And she said, 
in her head, it's an animal and it's taking my child. And so she just instantly acted. She ran out and pushed the bear. And that was just like her first instinct was just to sprint out there and save her children, which I kind of take. People don't see you doing quotes there, but he quoted children. Yeah, I put children in quotation marks. I kind of take umbrage with people saying like their dogs are their kids. Me too. But as someone who's dating someone who's like very, very, very bonded with their dog. Yeah. I do think like, for example, Jesse loves her dog probably about as much as she'll love kids or you (laughs) yeah like i kind of know i'm second place okay and that's okay because they've been together a lot longer than we have yeah and are like he's a better kid it's a different kind of love she (laughs) she right so that's how this girl felt and she went out and pushed her dog and i actually texted jesse when this happened i was like would you done that for bryce and she's like 100 percent no hesitation wow and honestly i probably would too you would go push i will say so let me rewind a little bit you shouldn't do that. Like right. you shouldn't push a bear. So what I would have done first is like throw something at it, yell at it, do whatever I can to scare it. But if it started biting Bryce and they were like fighting and I had tried all that, yeah, I would go and like push it. I it. I just feel like she is insanely lucky she because is. like bears are really aware of everything and their yeah. reaction time is insanely fast. So. If like it should have, it should have at least hit her. But a if you bit. see in this video, when you watch it, when I watched it from the lens of a bear biologist, you see that the bear is really focused on that dog, that right. little dog, and the two of them are really going at it when she sprints out, and she does surprise that bear. That bear didn't really see her coming, no. and by the time she has her hands on it, then it sees her. But had it seen her running up, you're right. It probably would have swatted her easily could have changed its focus to totally the thing that she did have going for was that it's a black bear this bear wasn't going to maul her to death but what might have happened is it might have swatted her and getting swatted by a black bear or bit by a black bear can be pretty devastating like it, it can be like a lot of stitches and some time in the hospital and a big hospital bill so she got really lucky personally i didn't ever see this as like a life and death situation for her it might have been for her dogs Black bears don't cub defend at the level that like a grizzly bear does. It just wanted to give its cubs time enough to escape. And then it was going to run away too. Mm. So it was fighting off those dogs just to give its cubs time, time to get away. When I say that I would have done that, it would have been my last resort. I would have thrown stuff at it. I would have yelled at it. If I had bear spray, like, I would have sprayed it. If you threw stuff at it, then there's no way you could go push it. Why? Because it would be like paying attention to you. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is that if it's a black bear and I've done all of that and it's killing my dog, I'll go push it. I'll go punch it. Especially if it's on a wall like that where I like do have a place for it to go. Yeah. I wouldn't. If there was like one cornered or something and it was doing that, I wouldn't. But like if, if I had something, if I was like out of options and it's my dog, I'm going to do whatever I can. I mean, probably... Go to the pound and get a new dog. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Anyway, it's a crazy video. The bear biologist part of me again is like, don't do that. Don't push them. The dog owner lover part of me is like, yeah, of course she did that. You know? Like, it's dumb. Let's just say like. It is. It was stupid. Yeah. But if you're a dog lover, I guess you can like praise her still, you know? It's not that I'm even praising her. I'm just saying I think there's a lot of dog people out there that would do the same thing. But that shouldn't be your plan A, Mm -hmm. you know? Your plan A should be throwing stuff at it, yelling at it, 
doing whatever you can to intimidate it or like getting your dogs corralled. Yeah. You know, like that should be your plan A. But my plan like G is that I'm going to physically try and get that bear off my dog. I would just toss the dog over the balcony. Yeah, Maybe the bear chases it away and (laughs) get rid of the bear that way. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so that's one that a lot of people sent to us. It was a very interesting video. There are a decent amount of black bears in L.A. County, especially in the foothills. We have family that lives in La Cunada, which is right up against the foothills. And like that area, Pasadena, La Cunada, they constantly have black bears coming down into those areas. One of my favorite bear videos on the internet. The cell phone guy. It's like this guy's on a cell phone and there's, it's like an aerial camera and he's walking around. He's like walking around or like alongside a wall. Yeah. And the black bear's walking alongside a wall. Right. And they both oh, meet yeah. at the corner. Yeah. At like the exact same time. Uh-huh. And they like both get scared of each other equally at the exact same yeah. time and like it's take really back funny. take off back the way they came. Whenever I see that video, I always think of the scene in Mulholland Drive. Have you seen that? I've movie? never seen they, it. the David like, Lynch movie. He walks around the corner. It's yeah. like a jump scare, but both of them were there's there's another one that i think's from california where it's like this older couple's leaving their house and they have one of those ring cameras yeah and as they're what they you see a bear that's just like sitting there and they just walk out and don't even notice it and walk away (laughs) they walk like seven feet away from a bear and never never see it yeah it's pretty crazy but yeah so that is a place where bears are getting much more comfortable on the fringes of human society and they are kind of eking out this existence in a one of the biggest cities in the world. Yeah. And it's really interesting. To me, I think it's really interesting that they're an animal, black bears, that have that kind of plasticity where they can switch from being this really wild animal that's out there, you know, foraging all the time to really living in a urban like city center. Limits. And me, like in my ideal world, that turns into a situation where there's this coexistence where, you know, that can happen. Unfortunately, a lot of times that's not the case and you have more encounters like this. Anyway, so that was my first story. Jeff, you've got a bit of a, a doozy for us as yeah, well, right? Yeah, you ready for me? Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. All right, so we got sent this one a lot too. We've actually mentioned this kind of situation, I think, in the Great White episode, maybe. Yeah. But a guy got swallowed by a whale. I a think few it was in the ago. hippo episode. Yeah, yeah. you might be yeah. right. Yeah. What kind of whale was it? A humpback whale. Okay. <laughs> um, so. This wasn't Jonah. Mike. Yeah. Your name's pretty common, right? Eh. You think. Mike's you think name. a lot of people. Hey, doxing. Stop, West. <laughs> What do you think about just going by Michael? I've considered it. Yeah? Yeah, class it up a little bit. I know a couple people that, like, they prefer being called Michael. Right. Well, this guy's a Michael. Okay, well, yeah, there we go. So there's a connection with our Mike, and this guy's a Michael. Yeah, I feel a kinship. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Michael Packard, so he's a lobster fisherman, and a lobster diver, and he was like, he dives for lobsters, and like, that's kind of how he makes a lot of his living. He's 45 feet deep. He's 56 years old. So he's 45 feet deep. (laughs) And like he says that all of a sudden he just felt this huge bump and everything went black. At the very start, he thought he was inside of a shark. And then he like said he felt around and there's like no teeth or anything. (laughs) And he quickly realized that, 
okay, I'm inside of a whale. Yeah. yeah if you're like, ever in sight of something and you're like feeling around for teeth, you're in a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regardless of whether or not there's teeth, you know, no matter what, yeah, you're in a place where you don't want to be. So he, I quote him when he says, I could sense I was moving and I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in its mouth. So weird. Isn't that weird? I didn't like. So weird. It's just weird to think like you could fit inside of an animal's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like completely and be alive. You see those videos where they like, you know, where they scare all the fish up to the surface and the whales are all closing their mouths like up in the air. And you realize like they have massive mouths. Yeah. They're like a living fishing net pretty much. They're just massive. And then he says, I was completely inside the whale. It was completely black. I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think about was my boys. They're 12 and 15 years old. I mean, I don't know what I would think. Yeah. But probably something pretty similar to that. Yeah. If you're inside of an animal. You probably still just wouldn't think about anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'd be zoning out. (laughs) You'd be thinking about like a Simpsons episode or something. Yeah. He he thinks he was in there about thirty to forty seconds. Yeah. Uh, luckily, like since he was a diver, he had like a he had like a handheld breathing apparatus. Are you sure that wasn't just his regulator? Like a regu- it could just be his regulator. Because I I think yeah. I heard a little bit about this, and it, he was like having a hard time finding his regulator regulator yeah. and putting it back in his mouth. So he says that he started shaking the whale's head. Okay. <laughs> and then. The whale didn't like that. Yeah. And surfaced and just spit him out. Yeah. So it kind of like used his tongue and flung him out of his mouth. Yeah. So, Wes. Yeah. Do you think now that like this whale has swallowed someone once, it's going to want to keep swallowing (laughs) people? Definitely not. (laughs) I don't know. Because like it's kind of fun to spit something out. Is it? I think it is. Yeah, like watermelon seeds. Yeah, I guess. Or like just like when you swim and you like spit out. A bunch of water. Yeah. Just like spitting a, in like general is kind of satisfying. Yeah, but whales can do that all the time still. It doesn't have to be a human that's like shaking their mouth, <laughs> which I don't get what that means. Yeah, I yeah. just don't understand. I think he's just moving around. Okay. But he says he is shaking its mouth. Yeah. So it says that his mate, Josiah Mayo, plucked him out of the water. And Michael thought he had broken both his legs, but he ended up just having a lot of bruises. He has actually went to the hospital and like, I remember, so my freshman year of college, I went to a paint dance. Yeah. And it was like house paint and they just had it in cups and his blue and white are school colors at Utah State. And we just like threw it all over each other. So I was just completely blue, like Tobias in Arrested yeah. Development. You blew yourself? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I broke my ankle yeah. and had to go to the hospital. And I just showed up in like blue paint. I remember that And photo. like everyone in the hospital had to come like ask me like <laughs> what happened to you and stuff. But I guess it's like, a lot more than that with this. Yeah. He went to the hospital and was like, hey, I was swallowed by a whale and spit out. Yeah. And so then, like, all the nurses and doctors came to ask him about That's it so and funny. stuff. I wonder how many people were like, really? Yeah. If they thought he was just super high or something. So, I have two questions from this. Yeah. So, Jonah was in a whale for three days in yeah. the Bible. You think he had a breathing apparatus? 
No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that probably is a a tall tale. <laughs> it seems it really seems from this guy's experience that without a breathing apparatus, if you're inside of a whale, you're not making it very long. Right. Yeah. If within thirty to forty seconds he felt like both of his legs had been broken mm-hmm. and like he's on the verge of death, then yeah, I have a hard time believing the Jonah so, story. This might be controversial. But I'm going to throw out the Jonah story. Okay. And I'm going to just say, I think this might be a world record for how long someone's been in a whale's mouth, inside of a whale. This That's guy, a good point. I yeah. think you're probably right. I haven't yeah. looked it up. I probably should have. But I'm just going to throw out <laughs> okay. yeah. potential world record right I here. think right. it might be. I think, I think so, Michael might be a world record. Can holder. I say a couple things about what probably happened? Oh, yeah, please. So... Whales, humpback whales, are they're baleen whales, so they're filter feeders. So, like, their two main types of food that they're going to be eating are krill and then also small fish. So they'll, like, corral groups of small fish, and then they just go through them with their mouths. Sometimes they'll, like, go up to the surface with their mouths, and they use their baleen to, like, filter them all through into their mouth and into their stomach. So what probably happened here was this guy was somewhere in the water column, and a whale was swimming through with its mouth open, catching a bunch of fish. And he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and it swallowed him while it was... So eating. you don't think it saw it him not and wanted to swallow There's him no way. and spit him out? There's no way. Okay. So this was definitely a, a mistake by the whale. And then I think even had he not been shaking, I'm doing the quotation marks again. It would have spit him shaking out. Shaking the whale's mouth, it would have spit him out. Mm-hmm. Once it figured out like, hey, I've got something in here that I don't eat because they don't eat when you find dead whales and when people do like whale autopsies or whatever, they don't find sea lions and stuff inside of whales. They yeah. eat small fish and small krill and stuff. And that's it. They should evolve and start eating some start bigger stuff. They're pretty big, yeah. you know, they could eat some bigger stuff. It's true. Yeah, they could. It's always weird to me that some of the biggest animals on the planet eat some of the smallest animals on the planet. All right, so Michael Packard actually did an Ask Me Anything on Reddit today, and I thought some people asked him some really good questions. Let's hear them. So I have probably the best question he got asked was, um, are you disappointed you didn't get shot out of its blowhole like in the cartoons? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, that probably would have hurt a lot more. Um, Another question from the Ask Me Anything What's the most interesting thing you've seen while under the surface diving for lobsters? So this is pretty crazy. Yeah. Michael says he's seen a dead body. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So then they ask, damn, did you have to go through the process of reporting it to the authorities or anything like that? Yep. It was a missing person, an active case, stumbled upon it and got it found. This dude's had a pretty interesting so life. He found a missing person yeah. lobster diving. Like he'd be a fun dude to talk to at a party. I like this question. Was its tongue smooth like a dog's or scratchy like a cat's? <laughs> he says, I was in a dry suit, couldn't really tell. Also the mouth was filled with water. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't really feel it. Okay. Do whales much. have I guess they have tongues. They have tongues. Right? It used yeah. its tongue to spit them yeah, out. They have tongues. Cool. Yeah. After the whale dislodged you, did you get to see it swim away, or was it too hectic? All I saw was white water crashing around me and the tail of it disappearing into the water. Mm. You would be so 
confused. Yeah. I just can't stop thinking about it. And then the last one I like took a grab of a screen grab. Yeah. Uh, how did you get out? Were you able to see anything? What bad things could have happened inside which didn't happen, fortunately? Eventually, the whale managed to dislodge me by moving its head and tongue, I think. Nope. Completely dark, so you couldn't see anything. Yeah, that's and not a surprise. I could have suffocated or drowned if I didn't retrieve my re- my regulator in time. Yeah. So then the follow-up is, so you lost your regulator when it attempted to swallow you? I lost hold of it for a moment. Uh, but basically, yeah, he just says he lost hold of it. Yeah. And His so regulator. that's pretty crazy he was inside of it he didn't know where his regulator was for a bit and like it can't that would have been so terrifying far but still like to be dealing with you're suddenly in like pitch darkness then you realize you're in an animal's mouth and then you also can't breathe yeah this dude's interesting he also like crashed in the jungle a long okay, time ago see, and survived you're bringing this up i'm starting to have some serious di- what evidence is there that this actually happened i'm gonna be i'm the front runner on this one you're, he's okay. making all this up okay <laughs> well mike mike's mike's doubting it i'm on the podcast you think, dude. you think jonah still has the record yeah <laughs> all right so that's it for my story cool mike did you uh did you collect some stories for us yeah so okay. i've got three different headlines i want to share with you guys okay. You guys, I want you to pick the one you want to hear more about. I have a feeling I know which one you're going to want, though. But I'm just going to read three headlines. And they're all about cows. Of course So buckle up. I'm taking you down to cow town. Uh, (laughs) Is that next to Flavor Town? (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's like five miles down the road. That's nice. He can just get his steaks from the cow. That's where Guy Fieri gets all his patties. Okay, so headline number one. Cow runs into hospital's waiting room and slams patients into wall in Colombia. Okay. There's, All right. Okay. I like that. Headline two, canine bites cow. Now pay attention. This one is a little tricky to follow. Canine bites cow. SC deputy tases canine. Cow kicks deputy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you got a real yeah. triangle of yeah. pain going there. <laughs> right. And uh, number three. Study confirms that painting eyes on cow butts helps ward off predators. Okay. So you guys let me know. My oh. favorite's the one where the cow kicks the cop. Okay. Yeah. I, I was leaning a little towards the first one, just because I feel like the second one, I kind of know everything that happened. There's a couple of it details a you might be some interested in. But... Well, why don't you choose between the first okay. and second? So Split gonna, our vote. I'm going to go with Wes, actually, because okay. this is a pretty fun story. Uh, I'm just, I'll just read like the first little chunk of text in the story and uh, go from there. So, Georgetown County, South Carolina. A sheriff's deputy had to deploy a taser on his own canine officer after it bit a cow while on a burglary <laughs> call, but the agitated cow ended up kicking the deputy. Uh, the original burglary call proved to be unfounded. So what ended up happening is the police responded to a burglary report there was a cow somehow <laughs> close to the crime scene. Yeah. And the dog started getting into it with the cow. So in order to protect the cow, the police officer tased his dog so it would stop biting the cow's leg. But the cow got really worked up. And there's another added element into here. I don't know how this happened. Not only did the cow kick the police officer who was trying to protect it, yeah. he also somehow kicked the guy who made the initial call to the police. Jeez. So this is a mess, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, I, I, my favorite, I mean, it's all great stuff here, but my favorite detail is that the original call about the burglary was just completely yeah. unfounded in the yeah. first place. <laughs> he just showed up and there was a cow there and it just went you south know, that real cow fast. and that dog are both lucky they didn't get shot. Yeah. It sucks, like, <laughs> for the cop because there's just no reason he even had to get in that situation and then it just all went wrong <laughs> still somehow. Yeah. yeah. Sucks more for the dog. Yeah, why did <laughs> he just tase it? Yeah, exactly. I guess I don't know what else he should do, though. Just let it bite. I don't know. I mean, yeah, a cow can get away from a yeah, dog, yeah, it right? it can take care of itself, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he didn't want his dog to get, like, kicked by the cow. I don't know. Who knows yeah. why cops do it? Maybe he I, I accidentally got his taser instead of his gun. Yeah, you sp- I mean, it'd be the first time ever that they grabbed a taser instead yeah, of a yeah. gun. All right. So uh, our next story is one that we, again, one that we shared on our story. It was a video of a ranger hazing a bear in Yellowstone. Um, a lot of you comment on this story that the bear looks like it has a hurt paw. But essentially, it's this ranger and you see him pull up and then you see this big male grizzly run out of the forest it charges at the ranger. He pulls out a gun that actually has like a hazing round in it. So it's either a beanbag or a rubber bullet or something. Shoots the bear with that and the bear runs off and then he shoots a few more times in the air. But there's quite a bit of detail to the story. Apparently that bear and another bear were like mating in that area. Mm. And a bunch of visitors. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, A bunch of visitors were sitting there watching those perverts (laughs) and uh i've done that yeah that's true we we have watched bears mate but they're watching they were too close and so these bears were getting really aggravated and they were also trying to cross the road but all these people were blocking them and so because of that while mating well they were like a bear mating involves like a lot of courtship and a lot of mating okay and so they'll like mate and then they'll like walk around and the male will like chase the female and there's a, it takes a while. It's mm. not just like they mate and they're done. That's tough. It's, it's hard on the females, especially. Yeah. So the bear is like trying to cross the road or whatever, and it gets really aggravated because there's all these people and it starts charging. And luckily this ranger's there to respond to it. He hazes the bear. It runs off. It obviously has a hurt paw from something else, but, um, the, the park superintendent actually said this ranger acted as well as he possibly could have, and that he potentially even saved lives. Because there was all these visitors that could have gone charged. It by looked to me like a bluff charge. Is that accurate? It's hard to say because he stopped it. It runs out. I him thought that he it bluff charges him. He doesn't have anything. Then he goes back to his truck, gets the gun, goes back and shoots it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, yeah, you're right. He doesn't stop the charge with the shot necessarily. But what he does do is he doesn't back down or anything when it charges him. Right. So you're right. It is a bluff charge to begin with. But a lot of times bears will bluff charge before an actual charge. Mm. So it it definitely could have meant business. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that this bear wouldn't have charged anyone. Um, it probably wouldn't it's have. It's kind of like the hesitation move in NBA. Yeah. Where it's you're just, driving and then you slow down, but you're still going to drive. You yeah. Know? So this is actually something <laughs> I was thinking about all week with our rattlesnake episode is that we talked in a rattlesnake episode about how oh, it's so cool that they're this animal that gives us this warning that tells us, you know, like, hey, I'm going to strike you if you get too close. Yeah. And the more I thought about that, the more I thought, wait, every single animal does that. They just do it in different ways. Almost every single animal out there, and I think this is a really important lesson for our listeners, has something that they're going to do 
before they attack you when they're just pissed at you. This isn't, we're not talking about like a predatory attack. This is like a defensive attack, like with the rattlesnake. They're going to do something first to tell you, hey, I'm pissed at you before it actually attacks you. And with bears, one of those things is a bluff charge. It'll bluff charge you. And then if you still don't get out of there, it might full on charge you and actually maul you. So that's something that you guys should realize is like rattlesnakes aren't the only animal that does that. Almost every single animal, before it actually decides to bite you or attack you or do whatever, it's going to have some way that it's going to tell you that it's pissed off, Mm. whether that's like hissing or charging or, you know, like a mountain lion that like turns its body towards you. There's a lot of things they do. Well, I hope you get to shoot some bears with beanbags at your new Yellowstone job. Good chance of it. Speaking of Yellowstone, uh, the day that me and Jeff went to Yellowstone, A man was attacked in Yellowstone. It's their first bear injury of the season. Uh, He was in the Mammoth area. He was doing like a little five-mile loop trail there, and he came upon two grizzly bears. One bear made contact with him and mauled him pretty badly. He was able to hike out, but he was taken to the hospital, and apparently he was in pretty bad condition. Oh, wow. That's the only information I learned. So he definitely didn't die. If he died, we would have heard more about it. But um, someone did get mauled. Bad ouches. The day, yeah, he had some ouches. Um, okay, so we have another bear story. A nice. man in Alaska was—he survived a horrific bear attack after be, being bitten in the head. So it was this guy uh, Alan Minish? That's one of the last places I'd want it to bite me. Yeah, you don't want to get bit in the head. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a surveyor for a real estate company. And I guess he was out surveying land for real estate. I don't totally understand what that means. But he saw a bear, which he guessed was a pretty big grizzly bear. It charged at him. He tried to get behind some little spruce trees or something, and that didn't do anything. It just went right through him. It knocked him down, and then uh, it lunged on top of him. And he said he grabbed his lower jaw to try and pull him away. And he said that's what you do with a dog, so he tried it with this bear. Um, so he got a hole punched through his hand, but he said, oh, that, wow. yeah, the bear couldn't close his mouth and it scratched his hand with his upper jaw and then it twisted his head with his hand and then it lunged forward and grabbed his head, took a bite, relaxed, took a second bite and then like cracked a bunch of the bones and stuff in his head. So he said that he had this thought that when the bear put its mouth over his skull, his thought was, holy shit, this is a big bear. <laughs> Yeah, that's when he finally realized it. And he said that so it was a really quick like all this happened in a matter of seconds. And he said when the bear finally let go, he then put his hand or his face on the ground and put his hands over his head, which is something you should do if you don't have bear spray and you're being mauled by a grizzly. You should just go into the fetal position, cover your head, cover your neck, do whatever you can to protect your vitals. If it rolls you over onto your back and your stomach's open for it to attack, roll back over onto your stomach. So just protect whatever is soft and also protect your neck and your face. Does that count as being inside of a bear? I don't think so. Like the whale like bites his head. Yeah. Like the whale he was just inside of its mouth. And this guy is like completely inside of the bear's mouth. His head is. Yeah. I don't yeah. Th- yeah, but his whole body is. <laughs> so pretty much so after he did this, after he like stopped fighting back, which again with grizzlies you're not really supposed to fight back. So when he stopped, it left him alone. And then he said he realized he was in pretty bad shape. Why didn't he just push it off a wall? Yeah, that's a black bear. It's a different kind of animal. He realized he's in bad shape because there's blood everywhere. So he called 911. I like how all of these stories 
They always have to include the detail that this person realized how much trouble they were in after. It's after like we know like in the bear's head. Your head was literally yeah. cracking. When <laughs> you don't have to. It's really. I'm not trying to take anything away from these yeah. guys because this is terrible. But it would be funny. It, let's make a pact. If any, if this happens to any of us. We'll just like mess with people with all of our quotes and be okay. like, you know, I still felt pretty good, even though my face was inside <laughs> yeah. the bear's mouth. Like, At that point, I still wasn't sure what was happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I felt some cracking, but you know. I just thought my neck was popping a little bit. <laughs> glass was half full still at that point. Uh, no, so anyway, I really like this guy because at the end of the article, he had a, an extremely nihilistic quote, which he said, in all honesty, it wouldn't have mattered either way. You know, if it killed me, it killed me. <laughs> I, I had a good life. I'm moving on. It didn't kill me. So now let's move on to the other direction of trying to stay alive. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I just love that he said, in all honesty, it wouldn't have mattered wouldn't either. Matter. <laughs> it's like, so, all right, dude. Um, it kind of matters. Maybe right? you should go talk to someone. Like, what? <laughs> does he have children? What do they think? Of I don't court? know. Like, like, yeah. like, you okay, like if that doesn't matter, it's kind of nice because that means nothing matters yeah. to him. Well, usually in these stories, it's like, I have a newfound appreciation for life, <laughs> right. and I have embraced. Yeah. I love my wife and my yeah. children. He's like, yeah. And this guy's just like, whatever. <laughs> He's like, I guess this is just some more bullshit. <laughs> yeah, same old life. <laughs> okay, so we got a couple more. I've, we've got pretty long on these, so I'm not going to do a few of these. One, though, that I wanted to bring up, there was another guy in Utah that got followed by a mountain lion, kind of like the one last year that was super viral with the kid followed. Yeah. Um, but a guy got followed by a mountain lion. I'm going to play you a quick clip from this one. I'm going away. I'm going away. I'm going away. I'm not going to promise. I'm not going to. Hey, I'm not going to bug you. I'm going away. I'm not, <laughs> not going to bite you. you. Bug you. <laughs> I promise. I'm just going away. I'm going away. I promise I'm not going to bug you. Anyway, so this guy is hiking in Big Cottonwood Canyon, not far from where... We go there all the time. Yeah, we had, like, our great-grandparents built a cabin up there. Mm -hmm. Um, With their bare hands. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this guy had kind of the same experience as the last guy that we talked about before, where he's hiking, a cougar suddenly appears, and then it follows him for a while. and, uh, And it's doing this whole thing where it's following him and then kind of charging him and following him and charging him. And of course, again, all the news articles are like, man stalked by cougar in Big Cottonwood Canyon, which is not what was happening here. Again, I want to reiterate this. If you're stalked by a cougar, it doesn't want you to see it. It's trying to be as quiet and as stealthy as possible until it pounces on you. Kind of like our cougar stories that they see it that last minute and then it jumps on them. You know, they're not Mm -hmm. like watching it for a long time and it's following them like this. Cougars are very good at, at being stealthy. And so if you have one in a trail following you like this, it means that you probably surprised a mother with kittens or something, and she's just trying to escort you out of that area. And that totally is what was happening here. This guy did do pretty much everything right. He's making noise. He's acting calm. He's backing away. The things that he could have done better is acting maybe like a little bit more aggressively, throwing stuff at the cougar trying to like discourage it from being totally in control of the situation. But he wasn't attacked by it. He wasn't, you know, didn't make contact with them. 
So it ended up being okay. Anyway, so that, that, that was one that someone sent us. And then I also, on my Instagram, I had someone write me and say like, hey, what do we do about all these cougars that are following people in Utah? And honestly, it's not their fault. They belong out in the woods. If anything, we're the problem that like so many more people are starting to recreate in the woods, which is great. But the thing is, we're responsible for dealing with them in like the way that we need to be educated. We need to be out there with bear spray. We need to be taking the steps to be prepared for a cougar encounter. And that way, if this sort of thing happens, you can just deal with it. You can get away without having a bad experience. And that way, we don't really need to see them as like an enemy. Let's wait until they, like, attack someone before we get too worked up, too, you know? Right. Like, if there was attacks every week, then it's like, okay, we got a cougar problem. There was one in a high school yesterday, though. Yeah, running around. Yeah, they're around, but Going I... Going to class? I'm glad that cougars are thriving. I'm glad they're doing great. I think we should be adjusting to them. We shouldn't be forcing them to adjust to us, mm-hmm. personally. Okay, so a really good one that was sent to us um, by, I think, our mom, actually is about uh, two British women that were attacked. Go mom! Yeah. A crocodile attacked a a British woman three or four times before it was fought off by her twin sister in Mexico. So they were part of a group that were swimming in the Maniatelpec Lagoon in Oaxaca. And I guess this is like a really famous lagoon. There's bioluminescence. Oh, nice. It's really beautiful. I don't think, though, they were swimming at night. I think it was during the day. Uh, so you can't really see it. Yeah. And uh. so they were swimming in like a part of the lake, and then they suddenly saw movement. They thought it was a log, and it was actually a crocodile. Some of the group turned to swim for safety, and Melissa, one of these twins, was suddenly dragged underwater, and she started thrashing. And this crocodile kept coming back and attacking her like three or four times. So she's popping up and then it's grabbing her again. And so finally her twin sister, Georgia, like swam over and started punching it in the face. (laughs) And she like just keeps punching it. Underwater punches? No, I think it's on the surface at this point. Because that's a big difference. Yeah, that is a big difference. You don't have nearly as much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so it like ends up letting her sister go and she drags her safely away by her hair, um, which was kind of cool too. Like her sister seems like she's kind of a badass. Anyway, like, I guess there's nothing they could do. They're, like, throwing stuff at it and everything to try and get it to stop. And then the sister went to the hospital. She ended up getting sepsis in her wounds and, like, having Mm. quite a a battle to get better. But a really interesting part of this story is that this lagoon has mangroves, and that's where the crocodiles hang out. And the tour guides are supposed to have someone kind of on crocodile duty to make sure that no one's swimming in the mangroves and to keep an eye on the crocodiles. But apparently they had just kind of hired a guide that wasn't qualified to be a guide. It was just some guy that was like, hey, I'll take you to the lagoon. And he just didn't care. Yeah, and they thought he was qualified. And he had told them that there like wasn't crocodiles and that they were (laughs) totally fine to swim in the mangroves. And so when this all happened, they was like, oops. Yeah, this dude like disappeared. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. And And he like fled the scene. And, like, disappeared, and the authorities had to chase him down, and now he's in custody. What a jerk. Yeah. So pretty crazy. That was a, I thought that was a pretty crazy one. Uh, were they identical twins? No. Okay. I don't think so. Because I was going to say that one sister would have to get chomped now so they could still be identical. Okay, so I got one more quick story. Uh, this is an alligator story, so very similar. Um, it's about this guy, Jeffrey Heim, who he was diving in a river in Florida, and he was looking for um, ancient, like, prehistoric shark teeth, specifically for megalodon teeth, I guess. 
And there are places in Florida where you just find tons of prehistoric fossilized shark teeth. And he sells them. He has like a whole store and everything. But anyway, he has all this diving experience and he's swimming in this river where he knows there's alligators and he usually looks for them. But apparently in May, it was gator mating season. Um, and he hadn't seen any in the immediate area. He's diving on May 31st. He's swimming around and suddenly he just feels an alligator come out of nowhere and hit him on the head. It like bites him on the head. And he thought he had been hit by a propeller of a boat. So he knew something had happened. He thought a boat had gone over him and hit him with a propeller. Uh-huh. And then um, he says it knocked his mask off. It hits his GoPro off. And then he looks up and he just sees a big gator there looking at him. And he understands like, okay, this isn't a boat. Suddenly he starts, realizes that. Yeah, he realized okay. it. It's kind of like the guy <laughs> in the mouth of the bear like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and then he says he like feels his head and he feels his hairs like in places where his hair usually wasn't. So he's either like going through puberty or, <laughs> but you know, he like realizes he's been kind of scalped by this gator oh, okay. oh. and he sees like blood floating in the water. And then the gator comes at him again and he moves away and the gator keeps coming and then he swims away fast and he climbs out on the bank. So really this dude only got hit once by this gator as it bit him in the head He ends up getting 34 staples in his head from one bite from an alligator. So I think that really shows how powerful powerful they are. How powerful what? A bite is. Yeah, like a single bite from a gator. And I think sometimes people think, okay, I can get away with swimming around gators. I can get away with this because I'm like, I'm from Florida. I know what I'm doing. It just takes one second to completely alter your life with all of these animals that we've talked about today. So you want to take every single precaution you can. It sounds like this guy was pretty well trained. It sounds like this was just a really unlucky thing that happened. This gator was probably just being defensive. It probably wasn't trying to eat him. But this can happen. And and when it does, it can be absolutely devastating. So anyway, uh, I had a bunch of other ones, but I think that's probably enough stories. Did you guys have any others you wanted to bring up? Nope. I mean, I could talk some more about cows if you want. No, it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> what right, else, I we... talk about that bird again yeah so uh that's it for stories so jeff do you have some listener questions we can do i do okay so this one's from andrew 900 in your opinion what is the saddest animal um death in a book or movie oh why don't someone else go first because i need to think i mean i'm gonna just go mufasa probably okay. because simba like it's kind of his fault for getting tripped by Scar. Yeah. So then, like, I don't know, though. There might... Brother Bear was rough, too. Just brother brothers in general. Yeah, but it wasn't a an animal that died in that one. It was his it was brother. A, but it his wasn't a human brother. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll stay with Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I brought... I already brought up the never-ending story horse, which haunts me to this day. I am shocked, though, that it's a horse. For I know. Okay. Well, I <laughs> haven't come to terms in many ways with that. Okay. So since I already brought that up, I'm going to go with another one, Fox and the Hound, which is just that devastating. That is a devastating one. I mean, it's almost like a rite of passage yeah. that you watch that and you're like, oh my gosh, this yeah. world is a hard, yeah. cold, dark, That and is like place. a, hey, time to grow up movie. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say Old Yeller. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to change mine. Do you want to explain yours, though? Sure. Um, Old Yeller was hard. For me, it's dogs. Whenever it's a dog movie, it's the saddest because I just, 
we make special connections with dogs that you don't really with other animals. And so that one was just one I watched when I was a kid. And that dog was like such a fun, amazing, like it's like a dream dog for those kids. And then they have to kill it. It's just really tragic. Uh, so I'm going to switch mine to a dog. And it's where the red fern grows. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. one too. Where like the dog dies saving the kid from a mountain, mountain lion. lion. And then the other dog just gets so sad that it dies. Yeah. And I think that's where George Lucas got that idea for Padme. Padme. That she just is so sad that she dies. Yeah. So, Um, okay. Yeah. But that one I remember reading and I was like, wow. Yeah. I'm sad about this. I think I I was more sad reading that than hearing when our dog died, I feel like. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Let's lighten it up a little. Um, So, this one's from Kayla Hawkmeyer. Okay. If you so we're going to take flying out of this because that's going to be everyone's answer. But okay. if you could have an animal's unique ability, what would you have? Examples: sonar, venom. Okay. Ooh. I w- we just did the rattlesnake episode. I'm say the heat vision was pretty cool. That yeah. like rattlesnakes have the predator heat vision. Yeah. So I'll go with that. You okay. went flying. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say. I want to be able to breathe underwater. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I want gills. Ah, oh, you're better. That would be nice. Like that, or maybe just like a whale where you can be underwater for like half hour. I kind of want like an alligator tail to swim super fast. You just want an alligator tail? Yeah. To yeah. swim fast? Hit, hit home runs. <laughs> uh, there's a callback. Right, go Mike? check out our... Uh, so mine, I mean, mine would be underwater stuff too, but... Second place, maybe camouflage. I think that'd be kind like of a, a chameleon. That'd be a cool party trick. Yeah. yeah. Change colors. Yeah. All right. So this one's from Wes's coworker. Really cool guy. Jesse L. Watson over yeah. at Hawkwatch. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to need your help. You told me how to say this word and yeah. I forgot. Yeah. But would you rather have a platypus or an echidna a ki- or an echidna omelet? Right. So for those of you who don't really understand that question platypus and echidnas are two of the they're the only two mammals i think they're the only two that lay eggs so they are actually lay like actual eggs them and your mom um i don't know mom doesn't lay (laughs) eggs um so his question is if you could you know eat either of their eggs i'm guessing in like a perfect world where you could do that uh, which would you have? Would you like rather have? Yeah, I'd probably rather have a platypus egg. Me too, because I can't even say the echidna. other one. Echidna. Yeah. I'd pick echidna. Okay. Yeah. Echidna. So knuckles, for those who don't know, from Sonic. Yeah. Knuckles an is an echidna. Oh, cool. Echidnas cool. are really cool. They yeah. look like a hedgehog that has like a long nose. Yeah. And they walk a little like more upright, but um, they're really neat. But I'd probably pick a platypus. I think platypus are so cool. Yeah, I'd go platypus. I don't like omelets I like though. That- uh yeah that helped sway me a little that you said knuckles is an echidna <laughs> yeah well okay. i just didn't yeah, knuckles, is, no knuckles is cool yeah is. yeah okay fair enough all right so this is from reborn on mars uh which animal would you like to hug right now uh, so i'm saying you're not gonna get hurt panda bear panda bear is a good choice that's where my my mind first went although for anyone that saw my octopus teacher, yeah, it looked really oddly pleasant to have an octopus kind of suction onto your chest and oh, hang out with you. Oh, that's a good choice. There's a whole, there's a whole I fetish. might rather go giant squid, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I like I like where your head's at. Mm. 
I'm going to go walrus. Interesting. Just like some big flippers around me. Okay. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I like my choice, but... All right. <laughs> I'm sticking with panda. <laughs> yeah. So this one is from Ruben W 73 Would you rather fight a cow-sized gecko or a thousand gecko-sized cows? I'm fighting the thousand gecko-sized cows. Yeah. You just stomp them. Like, if a thousand geckos came at me, I wouldn't be worried. That's a lot. Yeah, but I still wouldn't. I mean, what are they going to do? Are they coordinated? Yeah, I mean, I would choose that, too. Yeah. So what? Are, what's a gecko's defense mechanism? Defense I mean, they're mechanism? not coordinated, but they're all coming at you at the same time. Yeah, but still, geckos are pretty small. I like, Not a thousand of them. Yeah, but they're all small in themselves. Like, if you kill, like, if you step down on a bunch of geckos all at once, you could kill, like, 30. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe not 30, but a bunch. But like, what are you doing against a cow-sized gecko? Yeah, they're going to get you. What yeah. would your strategy? It's pretty much just a dinosaur. You just do a stomp? Yeah, I'm just, do... like, I'm just like stomping and smushing them and I'd stuff. maybe do the gator roll. Yeah. yeah. Gator roll over all But like, what, there's nothing they could, like, Elbow each individual, even if they all bit <laughs> Full you. Full Nelson. Like, if a, if a gecko bites you, like, and yeah, this is a cow that's gecko-sized, it's not going to do anything, you know? It's just going to like kind of be like a little snap, but it's not yeah. going to be like a big deal. I'm definitely picking. I think enough cows. cows are killed every year. The meat industry yeah. has it out for I, cows. Yeah, I've, I've geckos. Not, I don't think this is like an ethical But question. you're going to kill. Oh. So you're going to kill one gecko, you're saying, right. instead of the thousand yeah, it's cows. A lot more. Oh, okay. you're it's a lot more eco friendly. But it's, it's going to kill you probably. You think? A cow sized gecko? What? Yeah. Well, so I asked, what what's a gecko do when it's fighting me? It's just going to eat you, it's just going to bite you. Like, they have teeth? Yeah. yeah. Really? And like they eat like big moths and other animals like insects that are bigger than them. Yeah, but not like a human. But, but they're if not it's as gecko big sized, as a human. It could eat you because you're smaller than it. I mean, if it's cow sized. Okay. No, I, I'm trusting you guys, but I, yeah. I think that it warrants more thought. I don't think so. It I would be like bigger than a Komodo dragon. It would be as big as a cow. Right. But, like, I'm just putting it, like, think of a Komodo dragon biting you, and then think of something, like, ten times bigger than that well, think, biting you. think of a cow, and then think, I think of about it cows being, a lot. And then think of it being a gecko. <laughs> okay. Like a I'm, lizard that wants to eat you. I'm seeing where you guys are coming. I'm just... Okay. I'm just asking questions here. All right. Okay. Okay. I agree with you guys. All right. All I'm right. sorry I'm getting so angry. Yeah. Let, let's move on to the next right. one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to guess this is pronounced Doadder. Does anyone else think Wes looks like Andy from Toy Story 3? I don't think I can answer this one. <laughs> what do you guys think? I see it a little bit. Maybe more of a Sid. I, I haven't. Well, he wasn't in Toy Story 3, was he? <laughs> no, I'm just messing uh, with you. I'm going to look it up really quick. I, so I haven't, I haven't seen it. You've never seen Toy Story I, 3? No, I never That's have. That's a sad one. Yeah, that's I don't I'm not into sad stuff. Oh, man. I don't need to be made more I don't sad know if than I, I am. Show us. He just looks like a like a full size baby. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of see it a little bit. I don't know if yeah. he had some scruff. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll do a Photoshop and we can we okay. can put it on the Instagram. Fair enough. We'll do a side by side. Okay, so I guess kind of. All right, so this one's from Ryan Brown. Better companion, Bill the pony. Or Shadow Facts? Stupid question, Shadow Facts. Oh, I think it's Bill. <laughs> really? You think it's Shadow Facts? Yeah, Bill Better leaves companion? the whole company. No, no. they yeah. kick Bill out. Right, because he's not good enough. No, the, the monster kills up. Bill. 
No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. The Watcher. No, he Sam meets back up with Bill at the very end. They oh, send yeah, the Bill Watcher off. kills a different horse. Yeah, they send Bill off. Bill's because a better they're companion. like Bill's not gonna make it. Shadowfax is just like Shadowfax would have gone through the mine. But Shadowfax <laughs> is just like doing his thing, and Gandalf has to like know. bow down to him. He's like much. a member of the team almost. Shadowfax, he can take care of himself. Bill's like, listen, we're watching these hobbits that can't do anything, and we can't even take this pony because he's so worthless. You're making some good points. I think. Shadowfax, though, is like more useful to the fellowship, but I think Bill is a better companion. Like, he just okay, I see like where Sam you're really from. needed Bill for like emotional support, and Sam was like, Bill yeah, is the best. Sam's kind of like that with Frodo, too. You yeah, know? but Sam's like the potentially the most important player in the entire fellowship, yeah. And but without Bill, a, he might have not made what it I'm that saying part. is like it's more Sam's companionship. That he bonds with things really easily. Okay. Then, like, Bill is actually some great pony. Shadowfax is an amazing horse. All right. I've been curious because Bill's previous owner, the jerk. Sorry, I called it a stupid question. No. Sorry no, to interrupt you. Cool. You're, like, you're slowly <laughs> convincing me. So, when they first meet Bill, yeah. he's owned by Bill, the, the yeah. jerk, right? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why so did Bill name him Bill, or did they name him after Bill? Like I the fellowship. That's a good question. What happened? They hit him in the face with the with, with the an apple. apple in the books, right? Yeah, the bad Bill, the yeah. owner, in the face yeah. with an apple. Um, either way, someone made a bad choice because either Bill named his own horse Bill, or the fellowship named the horse after, after a, a dick. Yeah. Okay, I guess it's Shadowfax. Like, I'll agree with you that <laughs> Sam probably loves Bill. Well, I don't know. Gandalf really likes Shadowfax. Yeah, but like... But like, Sam might love Bill more, but that's just because that's Sam's personality. I feel like Shadowfax was more of like a tool, and Bill was more of a... But I don't know. You you made some good points. All right, so last question. We could debate that all night. <laughs> that crazy dog groomer, is it a myth that menstruation attracts wild animals. And I want to just put on the record, I thought this was crazy, but I heard it first in Parks and Rec. There was like an episode where some old, they were hiking in the woods and some old dude was like, I don't want to be near you because I'm going to get attacked by a bear because you're probably on your period to Leslie Nope. And I was just like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So, Wes, you want to get into that? Yeah. So, that's a question I've gotten a lot. Really? By, yeah, by like a number of women who are legitimately concerned that that's a threat. Uh-huh. And it's not. If you're menstruating, you don't need to worry about being at like a higher risk of being attacked by bears. My advisor, Tom Smith, actually did a study where they put out a bunch of different items to see in a place that had a ton of grizzly bears to see which items attracted them the most and they used like some used menstrual products and then some unused ones and the unused ones actually were more attractive to the bears than the used ones Mm. they spent more time investigating the unused products than the used ones so you being on your period doesn't necessarily matter maybe if you're like prepared for it and you have the unused stuff on you though well they were like <laughs> yeah but they, these ones were like opened and like exposed yeah just and they were in like a very bare heavy area so you don't need to worry about it at all it almost um, sounds like you're more safe yeah <laughs> yeah the thing 
The thing that you need to realize with any kind of bear, especially if you're in grizzly country, they are just really curious animals. They're attracted to things that may be food to them. So any kind of different smells that you present for a bear gives it something else that it might want to investigate. So just do your best to eliminate smells, like whether what? that's toothpaste or like your your deodorant or food, especially food. You want to do what, your best to cut down on smells, but you don't need to take it to that level. Menstruation isn't, it's not putting out a really strong smell to a bear. It's just not a big deal. So don't worry about it. Um, yeah, that's my answer. What about like in shark infested waters? Um, that, I don't know. You might, you might be a higher <laughs> risk of shark attack. All right, so that, that was it for listener questions. Cool. Do you want to do our new category? Yeah, so we, we have a new category. What this category is, is Mike and Jeff, one of them comes up with the true animal fact, and one of them comes up with something that's completely made up, and I have to tell them which is true and which is false. Is that right? Yep. Okay, so it's a new category we're going to try out tonight. You guys can decide who goes first. Okay. So we'll both give our animal fact, and you got to guess which one's true. Yep. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. So snails are unique because their hearts are right next to their butts. Okay. That's my fact. Okay. Mike? My fact is modern cows, the entire species, is descended from a small pocket of only 81 ancestors that all lived in Anatolia. Huh. Okay. I'm going to go with Jeff's being true. No. Shoot. Yes. <laughs> oh, one zero. So you guys Mike already Jeff. stumped me. I, I'll be honest. You picked animals that I know very little about. <laughs> I know next to nothing about snails, and I'm just incredibly bored by cows. Oh, come on. I'll, sorry. I'll be honest. I was too lazy to make sure that their hearts aren't right next to their butts, yeah. but I'm guessing You're they're not because sure. <laughs> okay. I made it up. Well, All right. Snails are really small, so <laughs> yeah. relatively everything's close All to right. their butts. Well, well, it's relatively, you got to go by the snail's size. Well, relative to humans. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. should probably make this like more interesting and once one of us gets to ten, the no. other You're minus one right something. now. Yeah. It's one zero. You guys have one point, I have yeah. zero. Oh, Wes, I Wes is trying so, like, to blame first, us for not being interesting. First enough. to ten we'll decide. Or maybe we'll let the listeners okay. decide what <laughs> yeah. happens yeah. when someone gets ten points. Okay. So I think we're done. Thanks guys for listening. Thanks uh for tuning in as always. You're welcome. We, yeah, not you guys so much. <laughs> but uh, anyways, like a couple quick things, a qu- couple quick business things. If you're enjoying the show, something that really truly does help us out is if you leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, their whole algorithm is based around that. And we would love to see uh, continual growth for the show. That's really kind of what keeps us running. And the other thing that keeps us running that's very important is our Patreon it's the only way that we're making any money on the show, and it's we do have some costs. We're trying to make really cool merch for you guys. Uh, we have some technology costs. We have a, you know, it's actually like ended up being fairly expensive to run a podcast. So that's the only way we can really keep going. So if you're enjoying the show, subscribe to our Patreon. We'll make it worth your while, both with like bonus episodes, with more content, with like a lot of different little perks. So our Patreon link is in our in our Instagram bio, or you can just go to www.patreon.com slash tooth and claw podcast. There you go. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Uh, anyways. And if you own like 
a successful business, we'll read an ad for you. Yeah, you totally. Know? Or, <laughs> or even an unsuccessful. Send us money. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, we truly appreciate it, and we love you. We do. Yeah. I, I like you a lot. Right. <laughs> See you. See you. Are you a Marvel fan? Matt, you know I am. Jeff, I was asking the listener. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it seemed like a weird question because, you know, we've been doing a Marvel podcast together for nine years now. No, no, I was trying to grab the attention of all the Marvel fans out there for this ad. Oh. I thought it was weird, too. You should definitely warn us. Good note, Ashley. Well, if you like Marvel movies and TV as much as we do, join us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. He did it again.